Chapter 16 of A Group of Famous Women. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Group of Famous Women by Edith Horton. Clara Barton. 1821-1912. She was on the firing line for humanity all her life. The Red Cross Society, whose object is to relieve the sufferings caused by war, is well known the world over, and the name of Clara Barton must ever be associated with it. This society was founded in Europe in 1864, but did not make its way to America until 1881, when Clara Barton succeeded in establishing it. Born in the town of North Oxford, Massachusetts, on Christmas Day, 1821, Clara Barton began her life under most favorable circumstances. The family was well-to-do, and Clara, being the youngest, received much attention from all. Her father, who had fought under Mad Anthony Wayne against the Indians of the West, used to tell her stories of army life, knowledge which she afterward turned to good account. Her elder brother was fond of mathematics and insisted upon teaching Clara the mysteries of number. These she mastered rapidly, and soon no toy equaled her little slate in her esteem. Her younger brother, David, was a fearless and daring rider. On the farm were several fine horses, and Mr. Barton was fond of the animals and raised his own colts. It was David's delight to take little Clara, throw her upon the back of a colt, and spring upon another himself. Then, shouting to her to cling fast to the mane, he would catch hold of her by one foot, and together they would gallop away. What mad rides they took, and how well Clara learned to stick on a horse's back. These lessons, too, she had cause to be thankful for later in life, when she was obliged to mount a strange horse on the battlefield and ride fearlessly to a place of safety. Her two sisters, who were teachers, took care that she should have a knowledge of books. Miss Barton said that she did not remember the time when she could not read. She always did her own story reading. When old enough, she was sent to an academy at Clinton, New York, where she graduated. She then became a teacher and opened the first free school in the state of New Jersey at Bordentown. Here her work was very successful, her school numbering at the close of the first year 600 pupils. But her health failing, she gave up the school work in 1854 and obtained a position as head clerk in the patent office at Washington. When the Civil War broke out, she offered her services as a volunteer nurse, and from the beginning of the war until its close, she worked in the hospital, in the camp, and on the battlefield. During the Peninsula Campaign at 1862, Miss Barton faced horrible scenes on the fields. She also served eight months in the hospitals on Morris Island during the Siege of Charleston and was at the front during the Wilderness Campaign. In 1864, she was put in charge of the hospitals at the front of the Army of the Janes and continued that work until the close of the war. All this time, Miss Barton persisted in aiding the wounded soldiers of both armies, a practice which shocked many people and caused them to protest. But she paid no attention to the protests, nor are any such heard today, for Clara Barton's way of helping the suffering, regardless of the uniform they wore, is now followed over the civilized world. It is the very heart of the plan of the Red Cross Society itself. War over and peace assured to our land, President Lincoln requested Miss Barton to search for the 80,000 men whose names were on the army records, but of whom no trace could be found. In the course of this work, Miss Barton visited the prison at Andersonville and helped the released prisoners to regain their health and their homes. She laid out the ground of the National Cemetery at that place, identified the dead, and caused marked gravestones to be placed over the bodies of 12,900 men. 
400 tablets, marked unknown, were placed over the bodies of other dead soldiers. This work took four years to accomplish, and when it was over, Miss Barton went to Switzerland for rest. Here she first heard of the Red Cross Society. The idea had originated with a Swiss, M. Henry Dunant. Each European country had signed a treaty permitting the members of this association to help all the wounded on the battlefield without interference and without regard to religion or race or whether they were friends or foes. Miss Barton devoted herself to this work during the Franco-Prussian War. After the siege of Strasbourg, when the people of that city were in a terrible condition, she organized a relief fund for the starving and saw to it that the homeless were given places to sleep. Materials for garments were obtained, and the poor women were set to work at a fair price to make articles of wearing apparel for the needy. When no longer needed in Strasbourg, Miss Barton went to Paris, where the breaking out of the French Revolution after the war with Prussia had caused great distress. She entered the city on foot, for it was impossible to procure a horse, thousands having been slain to use as food for the starving inhabitants. Miss Barton immediately began relief work there, with success that she came to be looked upon as an angel. In 1873, on her return to America, she asked Congress to join in a treaty with the European powers to establish the Red Cross Society here. It took a long time to secure this legislation, and it was not until 1881, as stated before, that the Red Cross was established with us. Clara Barton was chosen as the first president, and soon afterwards she had an amendment passed widening the scope of the society so as to include cases of suffering from floods, fires, famine, earthquake, and other forms of disaster. The amendment also gave protection to all Red Cross workers. This was agreed to at the conference of the society held at Bern in 1882, but was not adopted by any of the European nations. At that time, there was little possibility of a war in the United States, and Miss Barton thought she would have little to do unless she extended the plan of work. As it was, she found quite enough to do. The forest fires in Michigan, the Mississippi Valley floods, 1882 through 1883, the Charleston earthquake, the Johnstown flood, all afforded much work for the Red Cross. During the famine in Russia, 1891 through 1892, Miss Barton and her society took an active part in distributing food and clothing. When the frightful massacres in Armenia brought horror to the civilized world, again Miss Barton made an appeal to a European country to be allowed to help the sufferers. The Sultan at first objected, but public opinion was too strong for him, and he finally consented on condition that the workers should place the crescent above the cross on the badges worn by them. Miss Barton and her assistants were then pleasantly received and succeeded in giving valuable aid. In 1898, President McKinley sent Miss Barton to Cuba to help the poor people of that country, many of whom were starving. During the Cuban War which followed, she went to the battlefields and did heroic work there. When the Galveston flood occurred, Miss Barton was 80 years old, yet to Galveston she hastened. The strain, however, was more than she could endure. From that time, she gave up active work and made her home in Glen Echo, a small village in Maryland. Here, enjoying the companionship of a few faithful friends, she spent the remainder of her life passing away on April 12, 1912. Miss Barton possessed one of the most remarkable collections of medals and other decorations in existence. They were presented to her by nearly every country on the globe. Many are set with rare jewels and bear inscriptions. Among them is the Iron Cross of Germany, the highest honor Germany can bestow, and one conferred only for deeds of great personal bravery. A rare jewel, which Miss Barton always wore, was a pansy cut from a single amethyst, presented to her by the Grand Duchess of Baden in memory of their lifelong friendship. Clara Barton ranks as one of the greatest heroines the world has known.
Her name is known and loved throughout Europe and America for unselfish devotion to a great cause. Her services in foreign lands were offered as freely as in her own country, for her creed was the Brotherhood of Man. End of Clara Barton